Welcome, friend. It's time to hit pause on your busy day and enjoy the Sweet Sila Moments podcast. Let's ponder God's Word together and find the encouragement we need to work well and rest well. The Sweet Sila Moments podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sila Ministries. Hello and welcome, friends. It's time to talk about Thanksgiving, both the holiday and the thankful heart that is supposed to be there as well. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. This is episode 24, The Thankful Heart. Sharon, what was Thanksgiving like for you when you were a kid? And were you thankful on Thanksgiving always? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suspect I had some years that I was more thankful than others. <laughs> you know, a long meal with a lot of relatives when you're really young can be a little bit dull. <laughs> yes. I can remember my uncles talking about football, about which I knew nothing, mm. and my mom talking to my aunts and my grandmother about people I'd never heard of. <laughs> so um, sometimes it was hard to be a polite little girl and, you know, mm. just be there. But I do have some favorite memories that stand out, mm. mostly the food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My grandmother always served Waldorf salad. Have you ever oh. had Waldorf salad? No, I've never heard oh of it. Oh my goodness, it is so my favorite. I like it better than the pies. What is it? It's apples and grapes and walnuts in a cream sauce kind of thing. That sounds amazing. And it is really, 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 really good. Mm. So now, because everybody in my family knows I love it, mm. my Aunt Joan every year makes me Waldorf salad Aww. in a special Tupperware container because <laughs> not everybody else likes it. And Label I take it shared. home with me. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I remember being way too full for pies on Thanksgiving, <laughs> but wanting them anyway. Yep. I love my mother's stuffing. Mm. And my mother always brought out our fancy china. So oh. it kind of made us behave. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it, you sit uh, up a little straighter yeah, when you're you holding fancy china. Straighter. <laughs> and you're like, and if I break it, I'm in trouble. Right? So, um, so it was a happy day for us. Loud mm. talk and laughing and too much food and sleepy afternoons. <laughs> Although, knowing my parents, before the sleepy part, I'm sure they dragged us out on a walk because <laughs> my mother is a one-must-walk-every-day kind of person. Mm, so even on Thanksgiving, be. we'd have a walk. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we didn't always live near family, so our Thanksgivings were pretty low-key usually, uh, which was nice. But I do remember my mom breaking out the fancy china that oh. we all had to help hand-wash afterward. <laughs> Can't even go in the dishwasher. Nope. Yes. <laughs> But my mom, my mom is a great cook, but she doesn't bake often, uh -huh. except around the holidays. Then she makes all of the delicious food that she did not make all throughout the year. <laughs> so we always started off with homemade cinnamon buns in the morning, oh, and nice. we got to eat that and watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on the TV while my mom cooked, and then my grandparents would come down from Maine and eat with us. And the best part was later when it was dessert time, because I love dessert. <laughs> and now I have to tell you, we never had less than eight or nine pies. Oh my goodness. Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's, I don't know what it wow. is about our family and pies, but it's crazy. Uh -huh. So the big question was, which one do you choose? Well, my brilliant grandmother solved that terrible dilemma for me. She always says, I'll take an inch of each. <laughs> an inch of each? Are you of each serious? Pie. Yes. She's my hero. <gasps> Nine inches. That's awesome. So, we all, so it was just a great, we take a little piece of each pie and it was just wonderful. I, I, you know, this it's may brilliant. have to be something that I incorporate <laughs> into my new life. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, how, we are blessed. We that are. We have, good we have memories. some good memories. And <laughs> how funny that we both have grandparents from Maine. Because oh, yeah. I lived in Massachusetts, but my grandparents, well, one set was in England, but the yeah. other set 
because that was in Maine. So just something else we have in common, Nicole. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, one of my recent, uh, more recent Thanksgiving memories happened about four years ago Mm. when Dad Gamble was living with us Mm. and taught me how to make the famous Gamble apple pie. Oh, wow. Especially the crust. Mm. And he used to say, nobody makes crust the way they should anymore. Everybody's (laughs) too impatient, you know. Probably true. Yes. (laughs) So I'm like, I will do it. I will be patient. Oh, Nicole. Oh my goodness. It's a Crisco pie crust and you have yeah. to make it three days in advance and oh, put it in wow. balls and put it in the fridge yeah. to start with. And then you, you know, you do your flour and you have your, your ball of dough. And he said, now flour your, um, rolling pin. Yes. And he said, now just do one roll across. I said, one. Just one. He said, yes. Now put your rolling pin down and take that dough and turn it. Then pick oh. up your rolling pin and do one roll. Oh I am not goodness. kidding you. Over and over. (laughs) And I thought, oh, so this is why when you tried to teach people to do this pie crust, no one would do it your way. It took forever because there were three pies and that's six crusts. One roll, turn, one roll, turn. But I have to tell you, the flakiest crust on the planet. Really? Really. When Dad Gamble took his first bite, Mm -hmm. he cried. Oh, I'm not kidding that's you. That's so sweet. He cried. <laughs> he it, probably hadn't had a pie like that no, in years. <laughs> it was so, I mean, I, I felt so proud. Yeah. <laughs> turn, Even about the time. Turn. turn, roll, turn, roll, turn, roll. My goodness. Wow. So that's more recent Oh, that's memory. so sweet though. Yeah, yeah. How about you nowadays? What's Thanksgiving like for you? Oh, it's a little different now. We live right in the middle of all of my family and my husband's family, um, he only has one sibling that's not in New England now. So it's nice to have all of us together. Um, so we usually alternate um, whose side of the family each year and then whose house. So it's kind of a new adventure every year as it all changes yes. up, you know? Yes. It's great because it's not just one person's responsibility to like host the Thanksgiving feast every year. Oh, so we all take turns. Nice. We all bring things. Uh-huh. Um, and we have plenty of, there's eight granddaughters on my husband's side, ages Whoa. 10 to 2. We have no boys anywhere. And on my <laughs> side of the family, there's six granddaughters, ages 10 to 2. So my children are not lacking in playmates. <laughs> not at all. So they all play together on you know Thanksgiving. And it's so sweet because being a military brat, I, we grew up away from family. I never had that. So yes. to see my girls making memories of their cousins, it's just it's so sweet i just love it that's wonderful and being part of a big family it's a new experience for me it's well that's kind of nice and my goodness girls 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 so for days. many girls yes <laughs> it's crazy well i just love that we have a day set aside just to be thankful without mm. the presents and the wrappings and yeah. the easter eggs and the stuff i mean one holiday that's just a thankful holiday yeah and in america we do have so much mm. plenty of food to eat indoor plumbing fancy kitchens in which to cook And even though there are days when it doesn't feel like we have much to be thankful for, we (laughs) actually really do. (laughs) So, Nicole, are you familiar with the story of Pollyanna? Yes, she's a little blonde girl that everything was happy and wonderful, and she turned everything around. (laughs) Yes, she was both annoying and endearing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) When somebody wanted to be grumpy, Pollyanna just wouldn't let them. (laughs) Oh, it's okay that the food is rotten. We can be thankful that we can look at it. You know, I mean, really, she just... She was something else. And <laughs> and we're supposed to weep with those who weep. So sometimes mm. Pollyanna was a bit much because when someone's sad, you are actually supposed to be sad with them. Right. However, her ability to find the good in situations is something we could all learn from, I think. Yeah. Um, we, we should be doing that. So mm-hmm. how do you teach 
not Pollyanna-ishness, but, but, but how do you teach your girls to be thankful, even when sometimes it's hard? Yeah, um, I try to remind the girls when they whine or complain, um, which, wouldn't you know, I have many opportunities every day given to me Funny. to impart wisdom <laughs> in this area. <laughs> um, anyway, when they complain, um, I have them find something to say to be thankful for. So, like, oh, my piece of banana bread is smaller than her piece or whatever. It's like, well, a minute ago you had nothing, so let's try this again. Like, oh, I'm really thankful I have something. I have a little piece of banana bread. Yes, <laughs> it's better than yes. nothing. Uh-huh. So I don't, I try not to guilt them into it. You know, I think we do that easily to like, oh, there's starving children somewhere that would love yeah, to eat this yeah, bread. Yeah. But just to get them to look at their situation and just find something to be thankful for. It makes for such a happier heart it does. when we do that. Yeah, and it it's really good for does. me too, because I'm sure they picked up that complaining thing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, ever since reading Ann Voskamp's 1,000 Gifts, um, I write three oh. thanks every day in my prayer journal. Oh, every that. single day. It's really fun. And yeah. I mean, they're really small things like bird song on the deck, mm. or my fluffy puppy in my lap, <laughs> or Ray's hand in mine when we pray. I That's love sweet. that about Ray. Whenever we pray in church, yeah. his hand finds mine. It just oh, does. That's so sweet. We Sharon. always hold hands when we pray. Yeah. We just do. It's sort of a rule. I don't know yeah. why, but it is. It's a good one. And I love <laughs> it. Yes. And so that those were just taken from a random day yeah. in my prayer journal. But every day I find three things to be thankful for. And I just think it's a good, healthy practice, mm-hmm. especially when we've been given so much. But even if I had very little, I suspect that God could show me three things to be thankful Absolutely. for every and the day. little things, not always huge, just a little, t- right. like a bird song. How yeah. sweet is oh, that? Oh, and it was so pretty. Your fluffy pretty. Yes. Puppy. My, my fluffy puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Nicole, this has been a year for the books. Mm. Pandemic. <laughs> Murder hornets, (laughs) hurricanes and fires, locusts, Mm. racial turmoil, and heated political stuff. Yeah. Really bad. So let's follow Pollyanna's example for just a moment. (laughs) What good has come to you and yours from this horrific year 2020? What can you be thankful for as a direct result of these hard times? Well, um, I think it's really strengthened our our family. Um, it was really hard at first, all being thrown together to work and school and live 24-7 in each other's faces. <laughs> but after a while, we stopped fighting it, um, and we dug into that and tried to work out some of the things we'd been slacking on. We weren't rushing out the door and rushing around late you know, anymore, which had led to ignoring bad behavior because there was no time to address right. it. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to stop in the moment and gently correct instead of yelling wildly as we race out the door again. <laughs> Um, and we've had time to spend with the kids intentionally. You're always like, oh, when we have more time, it's like, well, we have time. All right, bring out that puzzle, kiddo. Bring out the coloring book. We'll do something, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of put that stuff off. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then it's been good for our marriage, too. You know, the, on the same note, it's we've had time to address issues as they come up, so less chance for them to fester and cause trouble down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And I had mentioned before, I think in a previous podcast, I've been able to clean and organize my house, which has Yay. been kind of fun, and put some <laughs> new habits into place. So all these things I just kept putting off until I had more time. Ta-da! Ta-da. <laughs> I've got it now. you got it. Oh, that's wonderful. That's yeah. good. Yeah, there, there's always something to find that's good, even in hard. You're oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thankful for the books I've been reading on racism. 
um, oh, yeah. a greater awareness of the problem facing our society in that area and what I can do to serve my black brothers and sisters in the future. Mm. I needed to be awakened more on that issue. It's been really yeah. helpful for me. I'm also thankful for the quiet rhythm Ray and I have found because he came home too from school yeah. and worked from home for March and stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> We've always been best friends, but that only grew stronger as we navigated the pandemic mm. together. And our daily walks were life-saving for me to get out of the house with Ray yeah. and walk. I'm so grateful that we've had weight loss because of it, a nice result of having more time to focus on (laughs) that. And this was, of course, after we gained the quarantine 15, (laughs) but still, we're losing weight now (laughs) and feeling healthier. (laughs) These are unexpected benefits from the pandemic. And the pandemic's not good. We're not saying it's good. It's Mm -hmm. horrible. It's frightening. It it has ruined lives. Mm -hmm. But even in the hardest thing, um, we can find where God has worked together for mm. good, something that was hard. Yeah, so We can bloom where we're planted, you know? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So today we're going to read a fascinating psalm that's all about Thanksgiving. Nice. It has a repetitive line to it said over and over and over. <laughs> and this is the line, his faithful love endures forever. So let's stop for our sweet Sela moment and really hear this psalm. I'll read that line, his faithful love endures forever. And Nicole, you can read all the various ways that we are to be thankful in this psalm. And as you listen to um, this podcast, friend, maybe choose your favorite verse out of all the ones Nicole reads and maybe recite his faithful love endures forever with me. Nice. Okay, let's be thankful. All right, Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule the day. His faithful love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He brought Israel out of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He acted with a strong hands and a powerful arm. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led Israel safely through. His faithful love endures forever. But he hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. His faithful love endures forever. He killed powerful kings. His faithful love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites. His faithful love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. His faithful love endures forever. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. His faithful love endures forever. A special possession to his servant Israel. His faithful love endures forever. He remembered us in our weakness. His faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every living thing. 
His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. That is beautiful. (laughs) You know, and hearing it over and over again, it's like the psalmist wants us to get it. Yeah. It's forever. His love is faithful forever. So beautiful. Mm. This psalm, which would have been sung, Mm. rehearses the history of God's enduring love for his people. They had horrific enemies that tortured them and belittled them and forced them to kill all their male babies. Mm. So there were lots of little girls running around in Egypt. (laughs) Oh my goodness. We have to remember this when we hear that hard line about God killing the firstborn of Egypt. For 400 years, the Israelites were enslaved and brutalized. Mm. And in the end, they were told, none of your firstborn sons can live. Mm. So it was hard. It was bad. So though it's really not comfortable to hear them being thankful for the deaths of people. Hmm. I guess we need to hear it in the context of 400 years of enslavement. And also the many attempts God made to get Pharaoh to let his people go before the firstborn were killed. I mean, frogs, gnats, a lot like 2020, right? (laughs) All kinds of horrible things happened over and over and over. It's not like God wanted that. He was patient. Yes. He waited. He waited and waited and waited. So many attempts were made Mm. um, before the death of the firstborn was allowed. And then Pharaoh and his army did not have to end up dead in the Red Sea. They just stayed home, right? Right? <laughs> right. After all that, they still chased them They still again. chased them. Mm-hmm. Even after they said you could go, and even after they lost so much, and it should have been obvious that God was on the Israelite side and you don't mess with him. What? I just had to. I know. Try I know. It. So <laughs> really, really sad. That makes oh, it a little bit man. easier to be thankful for those. Yes, <laughs> yes. Of horrible and this kings. is basically a recitation of the history of Israel and oh, all right. that God did mm. with his faithful love mm. uh, to his people. So do you, do you ever recite your family history of God's faithfulness to your kids? I mean, I know you had some miracle births mm. and a very sad loss. Mm. Do you talk about this with your girls? I do. It's funny. On their birthdays, I always tell their, you know, their birth story. And then Charlotte loves her story. I bet she does. (laughs) And sometimes likes to gloat that she is special. (laughs) We're still working on humility. But um, her middle name, um, Johanna, means God is gracious. So that's a good reminder to her and to us, too. Um, And we all have this hope of heaven now, looking forward to seeing our child someday. Um, I think it helps to make heaven more real for the girls, too, to talk about seeing their sibling there someday. So it's, you know, that's... That's a real comfort, too. Um, But family history, that's really special to me. I love family history and hearing how and when God came into a family line. just really fascinates me. Um, Our heritage of faith is fairly short. My dad is a first-generation believer and came out of a very broken family um, with some horror stories that could fill a book. And my mom was only a second-generation Christian. Um, my grandparents both came from pretty rough homes as well, and but they chose to follow God, and they changed the narrative of my mom's story. So I love to hear the stories of what God has brought us away from <laughs> in our past, you know, in our family histories, and what he has healed in a very messy, very broken family. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. I sit with my grandmother, like, tell me about your parents, and it, their stories are terrible, but the fact that they chose... God found them and brought them away and brought from them that. In. And that cycle. you know that, and that your children can, can know that. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. It's really neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my dad's a first-generation Christian, too. He oh, accepted he Christ when he was about 16. Wow. And he was, like, on fire. He wanted to convert <laughs> everybody. So uh, he that's shared awesome. his faith often, and he met my mother in England, of yeah. course. 
at the coronation of Queen Elizabeth. Oh my goodness. While they how were fun. sitting on a sidewalk together watching the golden carriage go by. Oh my goodness. And, um, and he shared his faith with my mom, and my mom accepted Christ. So oh. I come from two first generation Christians. Nice. They, they worked with the Billy Graham crusade in London. They oh, were in wow. the choir. Um, my dad sings, so he sang not solo for Billy Graham, oh, but he sang, wow. no, no, no. <laughs> but he sang solos um, in different churches that they were a oh, part wow. of. So they were passionate Christians, maybe partially because they were first generation Christians yeah. and they were just so in awe of what God had done in their lives. Mm, so that's so neat. It's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I want to be the heritage as long as there are generations of, from Ray and me. Right. And I think that the tendency when you come from a Christian background is to take it more for granted, right. which my parents Absolutely. certainly didn't and yours yeah. didn't either. Um, so we have to just pray that um, the children and the grandchildren and the great-children, mm. great-grandchildren <laughs> still hold on to the wow Yes, of I salvation. feel that greatness. Yes, it, yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing that I do is I keep um, a little book of miracles. And I'm Aww. on book four. Oh my goodness. So every time something small or big happens that yeah. in my mind is, is a gift from God, a little miracle from God, I write it down so that That's I don't forget idea. it. Yeah. yeah. So, because I don't sew, you sew, you make beautiful things. You can make quilts for all your kids. <laughs> I can't do that. But I do have my little book of miracles to give them of all the times oh, when we were short on money and God provided money or yeah. the time I found a piano bench in my bushes. Oh, really? <laughs> I Did had you got this, the free piano that you got from I the church? I got the free piano, <laughs> but it came with this really rickety piano bench. Yeah. And it was fine when I was teaching children, but then I started teaching adults, and I'm like, oh, it's no. going to break. <laughs> so um, I prayed for a piano bench, yeah. but they're expensive. They are. And I didn't know who gave it to me, but I drove in one day, and behind my hedges was this big box You're from, kidding. I don't know where, Madison, Wisconsin, or somewhere. Oh, my and goodness. And I'm like, what in the world? It was a piano bench. That's awesome. Brand new. <laughs> leather. Oh, oh wow. my good! I mean, the prim- it was worth more than the piano, right? <laughs> so that's in my little book of miracles. Oh, that's the awesome! Piano bench in the hedges. Yeah. So <laughs> just ways to be thankful and yeah. to recount to our children, mm. like don't the forget or lose does. that wonder. Don't forget. Yeah. Be amazed. Mm. Yes, always be amazed. So that's so good. So there's the wonder of that, and then another theme in the psalm is the wonder of creation, mm. the amazingness of the sun and moon doing their dance flawlessly. Mm. Here comes the sun again. Here comes the moon again. The stunning regularity and necessity of them doing their job mm. in order for life to even survive on planet Earth. We ha- it has to be exactly the way it is or we wouldn't even be there. Even that shouldn't be taken for granted. Mm. And yet we do. Um, so what about you, Nicole? What moves you in nature to awe and wonder? What still makes you go, whoa? Oh, I've always loved the stars. I used to look up at the sky and try to find the constellations, and I loved those Nova school videos on constellations and stars and supernovas, and it just, to see, they they zoom in on something that looks so tiny when you get up close, it's massive, and to think about how vast space is and how tiny we are, but how much he loves us, this tiny little speck in, in space, just it's amazing. <laughs> it is. Yes, I think that more often all of us should be on our backs on the grass looking yeah. up on a dark night. Oh, yeah. And just see, because that's when you really see. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's oh, tough I in love stars There's a lot too. of trees, but yeah the, yeah, the night sky is amazing. Yeah. And it's another reminder that his love endures 
forever. Right. When you see that in the sky. Yeah. It keeps the stars hanging up there. It's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Some of my favorite memories have been Alps because when we lived in Germany, which we lived in Germany twice, and then our oh, daughter yeah. lived in Germany. So I have, I have just Alped a lot. Oh, that's amazing. Ray is like, you want to go to Bavaria again? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I want to go to Bavaria again. There's no place like Bavaria. Oh. And the Swiss Alps are pretty good too. Yeah. But I can remember uh, one sunset in particular at the Bodensee in Bavaria, mm. where you have the, the mountains, the Alps, you have this beautiful lake, and then the sun setting. Oh my goodness. It was breathtaking. Oh, it it was wondrous. It was goosebumpy, yeah. <laughs> and and God puts on display His stars and His mm. sunsets and His sunrises for us all the time. And mm. so often we just walk by in our own little world and don't even applaud. I feel we should mm. clap more at creation and just go, "Wow, God! Oh, I know, it's beautiful." He's such an artist. We drove home one night from the ocean, and the ocean is another beautiful awe place. And the sky was just so beautiful. It was like oranges and pinks and purples. And I took a picture, and I'm like, God, you are such an artist. Like, how many times? And I wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't looked up, because it was, you know, we're in trees in New England, and it's kind of dark, and you're driving home. And I looked up, and I said, wow, like, how often do I miss these beautiful things he puts on for us and we're just yes. so busy in our own little misery that we don't even notice no. and they're there and they yeah. they cry out all creation cries Absolutely. out and says look what i made right yeah, God, <laughs> or what look what look who made me right exactly she's crying out <laughs> so yeah i can remember mary and i um, one day being sick and tired of uh, this place called patrick henry village oh. which was in heidelberg was basically a concrete city of uh apartments that we lived in in the military when Ray was stationed overseas and we were desperate for beauty and so at the edge of the property which was chain link fenced if you looked through the chain link fence you could see rolling fields and and daisies you know (laughs) we would every once in a while because I homeschooled her and Mm -hmm. I did make Catherine too but Catherine wasn't as interested in looking through a chain link (laughs) fence at rolling hills we would go and look through the fence just to get a like a sort of a beauty fix yeah from creation wow. and it really did it lifted our moods it was wonderful yeah. so another theme in this thanksgiving song is uh, his love endures forever see it in creation we mm. see it in his faithfulness to our families we see it in creation and then the last theme is the one that provides the rhythm for the psalm mm. god loves us he is faithful in his love for us and it will not change. Mm. It endures. That's so beautiful. Forever. I, I just am in awe of the fact that I will never not be loved by God. What? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I can't try to not be loved by God. Like That's incredible to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't get does. away from it. No, no. <laughs> and I'd he want to. He but... loves us. He just does. And that is, that's just a blessing. So, yeah. so any other last thoughts, Nicole? That, that line, I know it's repeated so much in the Psalms, but it, it doesn't lose its power. His faithful love endures forever. It's not going anywhere. We can't push his love away or make him love us less. Like his faithful love endures forever. It does it's indeed. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thought that we are a bride preparing for our groom. Mm. And Jesus someday is going to return for us and clothe us in garments of righteousness. And we're going to sit down at the wedding supper of the Lamb. And that love that has endured will be on full display with no veil Mm. of sin between us and him. 
that's something to be thankful for, mm-hmm. even if we live in a cardboard box under a bridge yeah. in New York City, <laughs> right? <laughs> no matter what, yeah. there's always that. So, well, happy Thanksgiving, friends. Let yes. me pray for you and pray for your Thanksgiving because sometimes uh, certain people at the Thanksgiving table can wear on your nerves yes. and you're going to need to <laughs> Find that Pollyanna in you to be grateful for them because God loves them too. So Mm -hmm. let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, thank you that there is even a Thanksgiving time where we have more than enough to eat and where we can notice uh, the love you have for us. I pray that each of our Thanksgivings are filled with family and fun, but also faith, faith in you. Lord, give us moments to point to you that are natural and sweet with the family members that we're with. Lord, if someone here listening has a difficult family member, I pray you'd give them an extra amount of love and grace and and prayer for the difficult one who needs you so much. Father, may this Thanksgiving be one where we lift our hands and notice all the good gifts you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, friends, even in the midst of a crazy year, and 2020 has certainly been that, there are many things to be thankful for. Spend some time over Thanksgiving sharing what you are most thankful for this year. Yes, this year. Despite the hard, God has taught us so much of the trials of this pandemic and all the political and racial battles. What have you learned? How have you grown? Thank God for the good in the midst and write us and share with us too. We love hearing from you, and we are ever so thankful when you comment, share, and follow our podcasts. We are also thankful when you donate to help keep us going. Next week, we start a Christmas series. Join us for episode 25, When God Changes Your Plans, Mary's Story. And have a happy Thanksgiving. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.